Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Yes, we are. 
That's the truth and nothing but the truth. We are living in the last days. Just get your Bible and read Revelation. Revelation sums up everything in this modern day and this association that we're in right now. Revelation talks all about it from the first chapter to the last chapter. Revelation talks about now, the present that we're in now. Like all these fires, God said he would destroy the earth this time by fire, not by water. And because of that, these fires are happening and things are, you know, coming together with, with the way God has spoken about it. Um, real quick, the other day my grandfather and I, we were watching, I went to Goodwill and I bought these little DVDs for him and they were talking about biblical times and just talking about different things. And I liked the videos a lot, just real quick, listen, radio and listeners, because it broke down some of the stuff in the Bible, not necessarily the New Testament, but it just talked about some stuff in the Bible and it broke down. These are theologians and, and these were scholars who studied and studied and tried to talk about Jesus' life, uh, his life from the time he was born to the time on the cross. And they had a sentence in the Bible that says that when he was born, they talk about that. And then they talk about an incident when he was 12 and he was preaching and teaching in the synagogue. And then, you know, then the Bible, hear anything else about his life until he was about in his 30s when he was doing his ministry right before he died at 33, which is a very young age to die. We know this as far as our human mind would say, well, he died early. But remember this, God had a plan for his life. It was his prophecy, his divine plan to die for our sins. We're sinners. We're born into sin naturally, and he died so we would have an opportunity and a right to the tree of life. That means we have a second chance to get it right. And watching the video, it just it opened up and shed a lot of knowledge because a lot of these scholars from in the DVD were heavyweights in their time who researched every itemized detail, trying to find everything they could read in all the Bibles. And, you know, I just felt like watching that, that if you took time to read your Bible indefinite, God would open your understanding and your knowledge to more things. He would, each scripture, every time you read a scripture, you might say them the same words. You read it yesterday. But every time you read it, God opens your mind and he allows you to see something just a little bit different than what you saw before. So your mind space is opened up a little bit more. That's what God does. He, he broadens our horizon. They say think outside the box, but when you're dealing with God, you have to think outside of your carnal mind, and you have to allow God to show you what his plan is for you. Tonight we're still finishing up the finale of living in the last days, like I said, are we? Well, I believe that we are. And he will talk about other things as well tonight. So because of that, ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour, my bishop, he's my grandpa too, but first and foremost, he is my bishop. And when I tell you this, when we go to church on Sunday mornings, we're not just sitting in churches humdrumming. No, we are in church giving God all the praise, all of our hearts and minds all drawn into God. And we have a hallelujah time. We, ha- we don't just get our praise on. When it's time to feast on that word, we are feasting. We're getting spiritually fed, and that word is enough to feed us when we are not hungry anymore and we're not thirsting anymore because that word is powerful. You hear me? That word is so powerful, and God opens up our horizon. He broadens our minds so we can understand it. That's what he does. He broadens our minds. He opens up our knowledge and understanding so we can know what is being taught to us so we can get an understanding. Ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour, 
the Honorable Dr. Bishop Offermore. God bless. Thank you tonight. Amen. Kitasha for bringing us on again. And God bless you in Radio Land tonight. This is the day the Lord has made, and let us be glad and rejoice there in it. We're so grateful, amen, to be back on air tonight, amen, is to bring you food for a thoughts tonight. I told my granddaughter I was going to finish, amen, the end time, but the Lord is laying something else on my spirit tonight. And if you follow along with me in the word of God, we are going to pray for talk about, amen, something that is a little more current to us at this day and hour. Throughout many of the verses, amen, that we shall look into tonight. Thank you in Radio Land for all things. And thank you for your prayers and your your support. Amen. We are one in Christ Jesus. Not two, but we are one in Christ Jesus. Jesus, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. St. Matthew, amen, chapter 26. Um, and 26. It reads and says, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and he blessed it. And he broke it. And he gave it to the disciples and says, take it, eat it. This is my body. And he gave it to them and said, drink ye all of it. Well, this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of sin. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine. And when they had had sung and him, they went out unto the Mount of Allah. I want to stop here and catch up on some other scriptures later. And before I go into the word of God, I want to say this, this was portion of scripture refers to the Last Supper. The Last Supper that Jesus had with his disciples. I want you, amen, to put on the top of your list tonight as we are talking. And praying, amen, that God continue to bless us and give us an understanding. One of my first scriptures that I want to give you that I want you to keep in mind throughout this lesson, John 4 and 24. It reads that God is a spirit. And they that worship him, they must worship him in spirit and in truth. St. John 6 and 63 says, It is a spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. 
The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And I'm saying that tonight, amen, to you. The words that I'm speaking to you tonight are speaking spiritually. I'm not speaking naturally tonight. So therefore, when you hear me read these words, remember the words of Jesus. Jesus told them, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. To understand it in the flesh, it profits you nothing. But you got to remember that God is a spirit. And in our day and time, amen, we we as disciples of Jesus Christ, the only way we can worship God is in the spirit. Now, when Jesus Christ was here on earth, the Bible let us know, amen, that the Son of Man, he goeth as it is written of him. But woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It has been good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? And he said unto him, Thou hast said. So the Lord, amen, was finishing up his ministry. And we come down, amen, where the Lord was talking to his disciples in a spiritual sense. They did not understand him at this time when he says, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread. And it was at that time, as they was eating, he took physically bread because the law was still standing. And they were still under the law. Grace had not yet been fulfilled. That was a custom of the Jews, that they would come together and they would break bread. Jesus took the bread and he he blessed it. And he broke it and gave it to his disciples. Now I want you to remember, amen, listen to Jesus. He gave it to his disciples, someone that he had trained. Someone that was dedicated to him, loyal and faithful to him, he gave it to his disciples. And we know today if we're going to be a disciple of Jesus, we got to, to deny ourselves and pick up our cross and follow him daily. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take it. And I'm sure, amen, this was a little. Astounding to them because they meant they had did something like this similar before, but he said, I take it. There were more, amen, than meets the eye to the words of Jesus when he was telling them to take it. Jesus had foreseen what the disciple was going to go through with. And they 
had picked up a cross and followed him. He said, take it. Take ever what come up on you. This is something, amen, that you cannot take very lightly because it is a spiritual thing. It's not a natural thing. He said, eat it. There are many things in our Christian life that we don't want to deny the plus. We don't want to eat the whole roll. But we as believers, we must eat the whole roll. Eat it. Take it. You got to learn to take things when you are in Jesus Christ. I'll speak it spiritually unto you. You got to eat it and digest it. This is my body. Jesus will let them know, amen, a change, amen, has come. I'm changing the way, amen, that I used to deal with you. I'm changing the way that I used to talk to you. I used to talk to you from the natural side, but now I'm talking to you from the spiritual side because you're going to know who I am very shortly. You won't only see me as a son of God. But when I die, and I'm redirected again, I will not be anymore the son of God, but I will be God Almighty. They certainly couldn't comprehend that. That's why he said God is a spirit. And they that worship him, they must worship him in spirit and in truth. For the words I say unto you, they are spirit. He's not talking carnalite. They are spirit and they are life. And he took the cup. Have the cup. And he gave thanks. And gave it to them saying, when I say them again, I'm speaking of his disciples. He said, drink ye all of it. What was about this cup so special, amen, that he had to tell them to drink all of it? Again, I'm talking spiritually. I'm not talking about a cup, amen, that you can sit down, amen, on a little table or ever what you want to sit it on, amen, and drink some wine or out of it. I'm not talking about that cup. He said, drink ye all of it. This was a cup of, of, of difficult. This was a, a, a cup of self-denial. This was a cup of being humiliated. When you're trying to preach the word of God, drink ye all of it. When men will not reverend you, when they will not honor you. And they say all things, all manner of things about you evil, drink it. Drink it. God is a spirit. They that worship him, they must worship him in spirit and in truth. He says, amen, drink, drink ye all of it. Don't drink some of it. Don't drink the part, amen, 
in your Christian life, amen, that, that, that is even you can go along with, amen, drinking when it gets bitter. Yes, you can spiritually drink from Jesus. Jesus went on to say, for this is my blood. This is my blood. Now, don't look on it from a natural standpoint. Amen. Yes, he was getting ready to die. But amen, when he had the cup, he was saying, this is my blood. He had really shed his blood. This was not a symbol. This was not a symbol. These words were spiritually. This is my blood of the what? The new covenant. Jesus, amen. They didn't even know what the covenant was going to be. But the Lord said, I'm just making a new agreement with you. And it's going to be through my blood because I'm, I'm getting ready to die. I'm getting ready to die. Which is shed it for many for the remission of their sin. Amen. It was shed it for many. It was not only shed it for the disciples, amen, but amen, it was shed it for many. And that blood is just as powerful today as it was, amen, when Jesus first hung on Calvary. This is what he told his disciples. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit or this wine of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Now, you done told him, amen, I'm not going to drink this with you no more. A new thing is happening. This is the last time that I drink Because it was the last supper. The last supper don't mean that there is going to be another supper after that supper. Did the apostles follow Jesus' way? Yes, they did. I will not drink henceforth of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink anew. We're good in my father's kingdom now. He said, amen. I, I, I'm not going to do it naturally no more. But I will drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. When the kingdom of God comes, I will drink with you again. And the kingdom of God came on the day of Pentecost. And when it did come, as the 120 was in the upper room praising and magnifying the name of Jesus, those same crown-minded people that did not understand the Lord meant by God is the Spirit, they were still crown-minded. They said they, they are drunk off of some new wine. We see them in that praising God. Dancing and hearing them, amen, speaking in an unknown tongue. I don't know what got into these people. 
But among the disciples, there were one of Jesus' disciples, amen, understood all this by the name of Peter. Peter stood up and told them, they are not drunken as ye suppose. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. But this is what the prophet Joel prophesied. In the last day, God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your old men shall dream, dream, and your young men shall see vision. God poured out his spirit on the day of Pentecost, upon the handmaids and upon the servants. They got a taste of the spirit of the Lord, and they were intoxicated spiritually. I'm saying to you tonight, amen, the Lord is talking to you spiritually, drinking all of it. And if you drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt you. Amen. If, if you be cursed out, amen, or spit upon, amen, it's not going to hurt you. Now, they sung a song, and they, they went on, amen. All ye shall be offended because of me this night. Jesus will let them know, amen. I'm getting ready to leave you. And all you that mistaken close to me saying that you love me, you're going to be offended. I mean, this night. Why? Because it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall scatter abroad. Did it happen? Yes, it did. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. I'm going to rise again. Amen. They're going to smite me. Yes, they're going to kill me. But amen. Death couldn't hold Jesus down. There was the same one Peter answered and says unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yea, will I never be offended. I, Peter, amen, was carnal-minded, didn't understand the ways of the Lord. Again, amen, he was not just the son of God, but he was God incarnated in the flesh. And the word was made flesh. St. John 1 and 14. And we beheld the glory of the only begotten Son of God, full of grace and truth. The Word was made flesh. The Word was in the beginning. The Word has always been with God, and the Word was God. Think spiritually. Don't think carnal mind tonight. Jesus said unto him, Verily, that word means truly, I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. But in his heart, in his human heart, he didn't believe, amen, that it was no way in the world, amen, that I'm going to deny my Lord. I'm physically fit. I can fight. And I know what fighting is all about. This is what Peter thought. But Jesus has spoke. He has spoken to him. All of you are going to be offended. 
Then says, then Peter, Peter says unto him, Though I die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples, Lord, I, I, I'm not going to deny you. I will die for you. And some of you, amen, just said I'm following Jesus. But when times got too rough, you denied his word. You wouldn't stand up for him. When you were around the wrong somebody that you thought was somebody in this world, you denied Jesus. Jesus knew Peter was going to deny him because he had already told him. But thank God for his mercy and his love. When Peter grew up, when Peter come to be a man, when Peter come to be mature, he recognized what he had done. And you know the story, amen. Peter repented. The story go on, let you know, amen. Peter, they hung Peter too. He said, I'm not worthy to be hung like my Lord. By hang me right side up, bottom side up, amen. Turn you, hang me by my feet. I'm not worthy to be hung. Shut down like you said, my Lord. Then came Jesus with them unto the place called Gethsemane and said unto his disciples, Sit ye here while I go. Yonder to pray. It was time for Jesus to get ready, amen, is to do what he came to do, and that was to die for the sins of the world. And he told his disciples, amen, I want you to sit here while I go yonder and pray. At the very hour of a need of an individual, of the human flesh, amen, Jesus needed somebody, amen, is to stand with him, to be faithful with him, amen. And they all sit down. But when that real hour came for the fresh over, what happened? None of them was not able to stay awake. When you have a prayer partner, amen, it, it means, amen, to have a prayer partner can stick with you and pray through like you pray through. Not amen. You do all the praying and they go to sleep. Then he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee's, and began to be uh, again sorrowful and very heavy. He feel the he felt the oppression coming down upon him. Now I'm supposed to go through something that I never had to go through with before. Even I am the Son of God. He was man and he was God at the same time. Then he said unto them, My soul, my soul. I feel it within me. I feel it within me. My soul is exceedingly sorrowful. 
My soul is heavy. My soul is troubled. Even under death, I can feel death up on me. I know, I know, I know they're going to come get me. He said, Tarry you here and watch with me. Wait here, wait on me. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Just wait for me. Tarry you here and watch with me. And he went a little further and he fell on his face and he prayed. Jesus prayed, saying, Oh, my father, oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Jesus, amen, flesh did not want to die. His flesh didn't want to die. Oh, my father, let this cup pass from me. And we set a cup, amen, on certain Sundays and set it up, amen, put a little water. Why? I want you all to hear Jesus. That wasn't that the kind of cup Jesus was talking about. Jesus knew that he was supposed to face death. He knew the flesh was supposed to go through an agony that a man he never experienced before. He was saying, oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. The flesh was crying out, I don't want to go through this. But when we talk about the Lord's Supper, we take this thing so lightly. I don't took the Lord's Supper. No, my brother and sister, you better search the scripture for him. Damn, you think you have life, but they are they that testify to me. God don't need no substitute. The real thing has come. Sacrifice and offering, amen, once, amen, came, but the real sacrifice to come, the real offering to come now. We don't need no substitute. And he went a little further, and he fell on his face, and he prayed, saying, oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Oh, it's getting a man, uh, his nerves. I'm sure, amen. Amen. He, 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 his nerve was out of order. He had anxiety, amen. I'm sure, praise the Lord, because, amen, he seen death. He knew death was coming at him, and death is not a pleasant thing. If it's possible, oh, my father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not as I will. But that's our will. Jesus had a will, too. When Jesus was upon earth, Jesus could have said no. And God would have honored that. I don't know what would have happened, but God would have honored that. But Jesus said, not, not my will, but let thy will be done. Every morning again, believer in the land today ought, ought to be saying that, amen. Lord, it's not what I want to be done in my life, but it's what you want to be done. Jesus has sent us into the world is the precious gospel. It's not our will, but thou will be done. And his will sometimes is not that very easy to the flesh. Now remember, God is a spirit. And they that worship him, they must worship him in spirit and in truth. And he letting them know the words that I speak unto you. They are spirit, 
They are spirit. I'm, spe- I'm speaking spiritually. I'm not speaking to you on the carnal side tonight. I'm speaking to you spiritually. And he came unto his disciples, and he he finally he found them sleeping, and said unto Peter, the main one, the main character that was to stand up with him, he found him sleeping. He said, "What, what could you not?" Watch with me for one hour. You couldn't stay up one hour and watch with me. I, I'm going to have to bear this thing by myself. Where is your help when you really need support? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The Spirit indeed is willing. But our old flesh is weak. The spirit is willing to go through, but the flesh is weak. It ain't no good thing in the flesh. You can't depend upon your flesh. Our flesh is weak, but our spirit is willing. And that wouldn't do. He went, amen. He went away again the second time, and he prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if the cup not pass away from me except I drink it. Come on. It's it, 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 it drugs in the cup. It's suffering in the cup. It's humiliation in the cup. Jesus both saw this, and he knew, amen, I had to drink out of that cup. That's the same cup that he gave to his disciples. It wasn't a cup of ease. He said, I won't drink no more or the fruit of the vine with you until I drink in it with you in my Father's kingdom. That's all over with. But now you're going to drink out of the cup I drink of. You have to eat the whole roll. If this cup not pass away from me except I drink it, Thou will be done. If, 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 if this cup don't pass away, I must drink it. I'm looking at I'm looking at looking I'm looking at, at my purpose, what I came to do. And that was a seeking to save that which was lost. I'm looking at the purpose, amen. I had to die for the sins of the world that mankind, amen, could be saved. Jesus said, I must drink it. No matter, amen, what it do to me, what it cost me, I gotta drink it. And Jesus gave you that same cup and told you to drink it. In your ministry, he done told you to drink it. Drink ye all of it. Amen. When you know amen, means are speaking evil against you and falsely, amen. He said, drink it. It's certainly amen, not lightly. And you can't take the thing lightly. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. They were tired. They were just physically worn out. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. 
Then came he to his disciples and said unto them, Sleep on now. Take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. He had foreseen this. He said, for the one that sitteth on the, uh, with me at the table and sip out of the same cup that I just sipped out of, that's the same one that's going to betray me. Judy Israel, he sipped out of the same cup. And he was the one that betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. He said it was better for that man to not to have been born than to have been born than to have betrayed him. And he left them back. Yes, and, and took, and he said, go take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Behold, he is at the hand that does betray men. Judas was right there, and he was right there to betray Jesus. Are you a Judas? We still got some of Judas' spirit. Amen. Is in the world today. They are still betraying the spirit of the Lord. Don't be a Judas spirit, because it is better for you not to be have been born than to be a Judas spirit. Looking at the forty-eight verse, it says, "Then he." that betrayed him, gave him a sign saying, whomsoever I kiss, the same is he, hold him fast. The one I go up and I, I, I kiss, that's the sign, amen, that, that's him. You, you see him. And you know that story, amen. Judah went up and kissed Jesus. That's why Jesus said, whatsoever you do, you better do it quickly. Then said Jesus unto him, put up again thou sword in his place. Peter, I know you don't got riled up now because of all the armed service men at that day, amen, to come and then to capture me. Peter drawed out his sword and Peter, Peter was ready to go to battle. But being a Christian, now I want you all to listen closely. Being a Christian, the Lord told Peter, Peter, put your sword up. We don't fight with physical things. Put your sword up, Peter. Oh, that amen with your gun, your knife, or some kind of club. Ever what it is, I mean, when, amen, it comes down to the gospel of Jesus Christ, they put your sword up. We got more preachers packing pistols now. But Jesus said, you lose your life for my name, say, you'll find it again. Oh, I hear him say, amen, self-preservation, amen, come first. You better take care of your own self. It is the Lord that takes care of us. I 
However, amen, he lifted up your sword. For all they that take his lead towards your perish with the sword. If you if you gonna take if you gonna take a a man a gun, and you gonna shoot me with you gonna perish with the gun. If you're going to depend upon that gun more than you do Jesus Christ, you're going to perish with it. He said, think not that I come. Think, think about that I cannot now pray to my father and, and shall present, give me more than 12 legions of angels. You don't think amen because they don't handcuff to me. I can't pray and open my mouth, amen, and ask God to disperse, amen. Some angels down here, God will give me 12 legions of angels if I just called him. I, I can't call him because I promised him I had a job to do. And that job must be fulfilled. Drink ye all of it. Are you drinking it, amen, when it's get ugly with you? Are you drinking all of it? In your latter days, amen, you done did all you can, and sometimes, amen, it still don't seem like it's working. Are you still drinking from that cup? Are the will of the Lord still be done, being done in your life? But how then shall... The scripture be fulfilled that this if must be done. The scripture can't be fulfilled unless Jesus said, I'd give my, give my life for the sins of the world. In that sense, in that same hour said Jesus to the mother too, are you coming as against a thief? With the sword? And strive for to take me? I sit daily with you, teaching in the temple, and ye laid no hands on me. But all this was done that the scripture might be, that the prophets might be fulfilled. You come now after me like I'm a thief. You come out, amen, come in me now, amen, like I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a criminal. I haven't did nothing to break your law. But this was done that the prophet she might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples, they forsook him and they fled. They left Jesus by himself. Let me tell you, my brothers and sisters, it's good to believe in other people, but put your trust in Jesus. Put your trust in Jesus in this late day that we're living in. Depend totally upon Jesus because, amen, your fellow man may run off and leave you. But Jesus will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. Now, remember, I said put it on the head, top of your list, amen, God is the spirit. And they that worship him, they must worship him in spirit and in truth. 
Let me go to St. John with you right quickly. Sixth chapter. And about the 48th verse. Let me start up at the 43rd verse. Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Mummer not among yourselves. Don't mumble. God don't like for his children is to mumble among themselves. Because every mumble that we, we, we mumble, the Lord understands it. Can't nobody understand nothing like that but a God. But he understands every groan, amen, that we make. He understands it. He said, no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me, sent him to draw, and I will raise him up at the last day. Uh, no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. Amen. You can't, you can't come to Jesus except, amen, the Lord do some drawing. The Lord has to draw you to him. This is why, amen, many folks out there have never have never experienced Jesus, that God have not drawn everybody to him. It is written in the Psalms. It is written in the prophets. And they shall be all taught of God. Amen. It's written in the prophet. They should be all be taught of God. Every man, therefore, that has heard and has learned of the Father cometh unto me. Jesus was saying, Amen. When when when, when you you have heard of the Father and you know who the Father is, then you will know who I am. But if you don't know who the Father is, you don't know who I am. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I'm, I'm called the son of God. I came out from God. If anybody knows God, I know God. I, will, I come out of God. I was the only begotten son for the grace and truth. Not that any man has seen the Father, Jesus saying, ain't nobody seen the Father. The Father is a spirit. That's what I'm saying tonight, amen. They that worship him, they must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit. No man has ever seen the Father, say he which is of God, not Jesus and saw the Father, because he is of the Father. He has seen the Father. Jesus is the only somebody has seen the Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me has everlasting life. Now, the Lord has really gave us something. He said, if you believe on me, I'm going to give you everlasting life. Why does men not want everlasting life? Why are they still refusing everlasting life? Except God drawing them to be the, they can't come to the Lord. And he began to go on and tell these people, he said, I am the bread of life. 
I am. It's amen. I am the bread of life. Not amen. What people sit on the table and say this is this is his body. Jesus said, "I am the bread of life." And they thought, amen, that he was, amen, a lunatic. They thought, amen, something was wrong with him because he said, I am the bread of life. They thought he was cannibal. Don't misunderstand understand the words of Jesus. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. I am the bread of life. And he let them know this miraculous miracle that was done with the children of Israel in the wilderness, he says, say, man, your father did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. Now, amen, your father, amen, I gave them manna in the wilderness, but they died because that manna in the wilderness was not life. It was something to sustain them and keep them from one day to the other, but it was not life. This is the bread which coming down from heaven. This is the bread which coming down from heaven. He's talking about himself. He's not talking about a natural piece of bread. He's talking about this is the bread which coming down from heaven. That a man may eat thereof and not die. You eat of Jesus and you will not die. You eat of this natural bread, amen, you won't die. Hallelujah. The bread that comes down from heaven. For that a man may eat thereof and not die. The fifth verse, verse say, I am the living bread. I'm the living bread. I'm alive. I'm not dead. I am the living bread. Which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. We must eat spiritually of Jesus. We eat his word every time, amen, every day of our life, amen. We eat his word. I'm eating, amen, when you read the word of God and you're taking it within you, amen, you are eating Jesus. You're eating his word. Jesus' word is life. And he said, I come to give you life and that you may have life more plentiful abundantly. And the bread that I will give is my flesh. I'm getting ready to die for you on Calvary Cross. The flesh is going to die. That's amen when I'm going to give. The bread that I will give is my flesh. My flesh is going to die for your sin. Because Jesus knew no sin, neither was God ever found in his mouth. He was holy from the beginning, and he's holy, amen, to the ending. He said, which I will give for the life of the world. I'm going to give my flesh, amen, for the life of the world. If the world will only, amen, take Jesus and eat Jesus, they can have eternal life. But then here comes some, amen, common-minded people, religious folks that thought that they knew who Jesus was, thought they knew who God was, going to oppose him. And the Jews says, the Jews, therefore, they strove among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? 
They didn't understand nothing he said because they are thinking carnal-minded. A carnal-minded man cannot please God. He's unstable, unstable in all his ways. If you carnal-minded, you can't heal spiritually. Ask the Lord to open up your understanding. Amen. Because when you find the light, walk there in it. Don't let tradition, amen, hold you down. Some folks, amen, say, I'm not going to look in it, Father, amen. I'm not going to dig in the deep, amen, because I've been doing this all my life. Search the scripture. Search the scripture. Don't let tradition hold you back, amen. It's right here in the word of God. And Jews through, amen, not only Jews, amen, I, I've been in the time of my life, Gentiles, amen. You won't eat the Lord's Supper. Amen, praise the Lord. You're not a brother of mine. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church. Then Jesus said unto them, truly, truly, I say unto thee, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you don't have no life in you. If you don't eat the flesh... And I'm talking about the word of God. And drink his blood. You don't have spiritual life in you. You must eat the flesh and drink his blood that you might live. God bless you. This is Dr. Moore saying I love you tonight. I am the living bread that comes from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. Until next week, God wish to bless you. That was beautiful coming from Dr. Moore tonight. Um, Governor yourself according to his holy word. That was really, really awesome. We'll be back next week or if we see you on Sunday at church. God bless him. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.